Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 1 called, How Blessed. The writer of Proverbs often then moves into the idea of sexual sin. He says, by me, your days will be multiplied. That is, if you embrace fear of the Lord and wisdom, years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, 12, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. The woman of folly is boisterous. She is naive and knows nothing. She sits at the doorway of her house on a seat by the high places of the city, calling to those who pass by who are making their paths straight. She she bids to them, calls to them back to Psalm 1. And so this wisdom will help you see through that, will help you settle into a seat of understanding instead of being naive and going the way of destruction. This person who is blessed, verse 2, Psalm 1, makes their delight, instead of the counsel of the scoffer or the wicked, their delight is in what? The law, Psalm 1, 2, the law of the Lord. Psalm 1, 2 says, by contrast, the blessed person's delight, Hebrew word, chepso, what they value, what they see as beautiful, what they would might describe, and I want to put this in your vocabulary, is moral beauty. How about that? You ever considered the idea of moral beauty? You know what moral beauty is? It's being faithful to your spouse. Moral beauty is excellence. It's purity. It's sacredness. Some words that I think we need to put back in our culture, even at wedding ceremonies. And everything in the culture is beating at that purity and trying to woo us away from it. We know the struggle. But how about the idea that you would delight yourself so much in the law of the Lord that you would value moral beauty? You see, your delight when it's in the law of the Lord, it means that you'll meditate, Hebrew word haga, you'll ponder, you'll muse on that law day and night. That will be your focus. It will be your delight, is the idea of the beginning of verse 2. It will be something that you're favorable towards. It will be beautiful and valuable. In contrast to sitting and walking in the things of the wicked, you'll sit and walk and stand in the things of God. Amen? How many of you have become so hungry for the Word of God? You can't get enough. I'll tell you what. The more you get into the Word of God, the more it gets into you and the more it produces the beauty that you read about. It becomes part of you. It begins to produce a beauty that becomes the moral likeness of Christ, the author of the Word. Everybody with me? See, the Psalms point you to Him and make you more like Him. And this idea of meditating means that you can slow down, downshift, ponder a little bit. Turn off your devices and just think. Think about delighting in the things of God. Day and night speaks of continuance. It doesn't mean if you miss a night that God's mad at you. Day and night is used of the cosmos that display the glory of God. 
day after day and night after night. Paul said to many churches, I pray for you day and night. Jesus talked about people in the last days who will be crying out for deliverance night and day or day and night. It's the idea of continuance. It's not some rigid, it's six o'clock and I got to do my Bible study or God's mad at me. No, it's a continual, you're just hungry for it. It's your delight. You know, we, we have a Bible study right now on Thursday mornings, typical number of guys that are there. There's 15 guys there. It's nine in the morning. It's during the week. Why are they there? Because their delight is becoming the law of the Lord. Now, there's times in those Bible studies that it's a very uncomfortable and inconvenient truth. <laughs> you know why? Because the law of the Lord is not always how I'm living. So sometimes I say, and all God's people said, ouch. <laughs> Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes the light of the law shows something that I need to turn away from. Psalm 119, I just want to read it for you because we're going to run out of time quickly. But the first three verses kind of sum up. It says, how blessed, Psalm 119, 1, are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. They also do no unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. Psalm 119, 1 through 3. And then quickly over to Psalm 19, because it says this person is delighting themselves in the law of the Lord. What is the law of the Lord? Maybe you see the word law in your Old Testament. You've got the Hebrew word Torah. Torah, T-O-R-A-H. That's the word law in Hebrew, Torah. Torah literally means, get this, to hit the mark. Sin means to miss the mark. We're all imperfect. You know, if I'm a baseball pitcher and my mark, if I'm not Joe Kelly throwing at the Astros' heads. But anyway, that's another story. Some of you saw that. That's a shout out to Joe. We'll try to gather ourselves. But so let's just say you're trying to hit the catcher's glove. You're trying to throw a strike. The moment that you miss the mark in the olden days, it could be archery or, or uh, darts. They would say, sinner. Now, you could have hit the board. You could have hit the 20 or whatever. But you didn't hit the bullseye. So you missed the mark. That's sin. We're imperfect. Now, there's words for sin that are also transgressions. So you know the line and you still crossed it. That's transgression. But the basic word for sin is to miss the mark. The word for uh, law, Torah, means to hit the mark. So the law of the Lord will help you to hit the mark. But you got to know what the mark is to hit it. There's an old saying, he who aims at nothing is bound to hit it. Let that sink in for a second. See, if you have no goals, no target, you don't even know what you're aiming for, then you're bound to hit it. But if you know that Torah helps you hit the mark, then you want to see what the law of the Lord says. And Psalm 19, verse 7 says, The law, Torah, of the Lord, the covenant name of God, is perfect. What does it do? It restores the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. What does it do? It makes wise the simple. And I could show you a lot of things about the law of the Lord, but that's a good verse right there to show you what the law is about. It restores, Psalm 19, verse 7. It makes you wise. It helps you hit the mark. It has a benefit. 
It's restorative. It restores the soul, the inner person, the nefesh in Hebrew. Your heart, where God wants to work, that's what he does. The law of the Lord is perfect. It restores your soul. God's less concerned about the outside until he takes care of the inside. Once the inside's taken care of, which is what the law of the Lord does or the word of God, then the outside follows. Now, I won't get into the distinction between the law and the general word of God, but just suffice it to say here, the psalmist is just talking about meditating in God's word. He's not talking about rules and regulations per se. He's just saying like Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. You should be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you shall make your way, what? Prosperous. Then you shall be successful in God's eyes. Back to Psalm chapter 1. So the law of the Lord is the word of the Lord. So you read Ephesians. You read the book of John. You're getting the word into you. We move from the negative to the positive. Negative in verse 1, positive in verse 2, Psalm 1-2 to the metaphor. Okay, what's a person who avoids the wicked and their path, delights themselves in the law of the Lord? What are they like? Well, you get a metaphor, a picture. They'll be like, keyword like, a tree firmly planted by streams of water, keep reading, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and what's it say? And whatever he or she does, you prosper. How many people want to be blessed and prosperous in our culture? <laughs> well, people say that. We just got the formula, how blessed. Now, that's a beautiful picture. And that's what I want to be like. I want to be fruitful, providing shade, having the living waters come into my life so that I can grow. And even if it's really hot outside or a drought comes, that water is still feeding. You'll be like a tree. You'll be firm, notice, firmly planted by streams of water. You'll yield fruit. We have the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Jesus said, abide in me and you will bear much fruit and so glorify my Father. You'll bear fruit in season. You'll yield. You won't wither when it's hot and difficult and you'll prosper. Psalm 92:12 says, "The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green, to declare the Lord is upright." He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. That's Psalm 92, 12 through 15. I just put in my notes, no matter what age you get to, you'll be useful and fruitful. Useful and fruitful. And I'd like to show you just one key passage that's in Jeremiah. Hold your place in Psalm 1. You've got to go right. Okay, you're going to come up to uh, Isaiah and then Jeremiah. Just go a little bit to your right. 17. This is written by the weeping prophet who saw his nation fall. He saw people rebel against God. They weren't doing Psalm 1. They wouldn't listen to the prophets. They wouldn't obey. They turned away from the Torah. 
and the repercussions were a 70-year captivity and destruction at the hands of Babylon. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey ladies, you're invited to a women's Christmas feast this Saturday evening at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. The feast, Simply Christmas, will be a time of fellowship and dining while celebrating Jesus, who came at just the right time. Come and enjoy music, food, and conversation outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in a Christmas twinkle-lit tent. Simply Christmas will be from 5 to 8 p.m. this Saturday, December 12th. Don't worry, gals, the tent will have heaters. The event is $20 per person. Please register now on the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app or call 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours. That's 844-48-TRUTH. See you there. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walkin' Truth. Having the living waters come into my life so that I can grow. And even if it's really hot outside or a drought comes, that water's still feeding You'll be like a tree. You'll be firm, notice, firmly planted by streams of water. You'll yield fruit. We have the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Jesus said, abide in me and you will bear much fruit and so glorify my Father. You'll bear fruit in season. You'll yield. You won't wither when it's hot and difficult and you'll prosper. Psalm 92:12 says, The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green to declare the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. That's Psalm 92, 12 through 15. I just put in my notes... No matter what age you get to, you'll be useful and fruitful. Useful and fruitful. And I'd like to show you just one key passage that's in Jeremiah. Hold your place in Psalm 1. You've got to go right. Okay, you're going to come up to uh, Isaiah and then Jeremiah. Just go a little bit to your right. 17. This is written by the weeping prophet who saw his nation fall. He saw people rebel against God. They weren't doing Psalm 1. They wouldn't listen to the prophets. They wouldn't obey. They turned away from the Torah. And the repercussions were a 70-year captivity and destruction at the hands of Babylon. And here we are. Just pause for a second. Look around. And I'm not talking about this room. I'm just talking about, you see what's happening right now? And do you see how if you bring up getting back to the things of God, which was really the foundation of this nation, as we could say, imperfect people, but there was a heart to establish this United States of America on the fundamental principles of Scripture. You bring that up now, you're laughed and mocked and labeled and canceled. See, this is part of the strategy to not even give it a hearing. Here's what happened to God's chosen people, Jeremiah 17, 7. Jeremiah says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord, but they weren't doing that. He will be like a tree, like a well-watered 
oasis planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious, notice, in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. But here's the problem. The heart is more deceitful than all else and desperately sick. Who can know it? Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give to each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. Just write this down for your notes. Isaiah 27, 6, pointing to what some see as a future restoration of Israel. In the days to come, Isaiah 27, 6, Jacob will take root, Israel will blossom and sprout, and that land has, and they will fill the whole world with fruit. I've got in my notes that Israel, once underwater, once a forgotten land, is now the number three exporter of fruit in the entire world. The land has blossomed again. It's become fruitful again. If you want more on that, uh, Ezekiel 36 is a place to look. Let's go back to Psalm 1. A uh, lot I can talk to you about prospering and fruitful, but I think you know a lot of those passages. Back to Psalm 1. Now we're going to get a contrast, and I'm just going to, I'm going to move rapidly and just show you the contrast now with the wicked person. The wicked person doesn't look like this. This is not their picture. The wicked, Psalm 1, 4, are not so. They, instead of like a tree firmly planted by streams, they are like what? Chaff which the wind drives away. When you separate wheat from chaff, you throw it up in the air. And on a windy day, if you're up on top of a hill, the wheat will land, it's heavier, and the chaff will blow away. That's the picture. Uh, maybe in our day, it's captured in a tumbleweed. Tumbleweeds are a pain. They just appear, sometimes under your car. Sometimes in your kitchen. How did the tumbleweed get there? And then have you ever tried to take it to the trash can? It just crumbles and it cuts you and dastardly tumbleweed. And the tumbleweed just responds, what can I do? I just blow wherever the wind blows me. <laughs> you know some people like that? Just blowing with the wind. Everywhere they walk into, their hair is all messed up. They look like Doc in Back to the Future. <laughs> Eyes are red. Dude! Just blowing with the wind, baby! <laughs> Yikes. In Ephesians 4, Paul says that pastors and teachers were given, evangelists were given, for the equipping of the saints so that we are no longer like children tossed here and there by the waves and carried away by every wind of doctrine. Ephesians 4.14. No stability for this person. No deep roots, no water feeding it. They don't know anything about the things of God. They're like two friends who were walking through a field when suddenly an angry bull chased them. They wanted to get religious, so they headed for the fence as fast as they could, as they could move, and decided to say a prayer. One cried to the other, Say a prayer! Do you know any prayers? I don't know any, answered his huffing and puffing companion. You've got to. Well, the first said, as the bull was getting closer, okay, I'll pray the only one I know. Lord, for what we're about to receive, may we be truly grateful. Therefore, 
<laughs> On the horns of a dilemma there. The wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Here's the bottom line. They ain't going to make it. That word stand there means in the day of judgment, they'll fall instead of standing. See, there's one who can keep you from falling on judgment day, Jesus. He's able to keep you from falling. When the heat of God's judgment comes, you're going to stand because in God's grace you will stand. The sinner on the day of judgment is going to fall and fall hard. That's the picture in verse 5. They won't be in the assembly of the righteous. They won't stand before the Son of Man. Pray that you will be able to have the strength to escape all these things and stand before the Son of Man. They won't. They're going to fall hard in the judgment, crumble. Their house is going to fall like a house of cards. When the storm comes, that house that was not built upon the rock fell and great was its fall, said Jesus. Many scholars believe the end of Matthew 7 is the final judgment. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked, Psalm 1, verse 6, will perish. Father, thank you for your living word. We took in a lot this evening. We did a little introduction and we tackled such a majestic and wonderful and powerful psalm telling us how to be blessed. And I know each and every person, whether they're watching live stream or here, they want to be blessed. They want to know you. They want that true ashar. They want to know the presence and power of God. And they've been given the formula. I've been given the formula tonight. If I would simply abide, meditate on your living word day and night, I will be a blessed and prosperous man. Oh God, would you help me in my moments of weakness and laziness when it's hard sometimes to get to my Bible, when maybe everything at us, Lord, keeps us away and we, we don't even remember where we put our Bible. <laughs> where is my Bible, we sometimes say. Oh God, help us to take delight in it. Not because of the book itself, but because what it actually is, it's the living word of God. It's your word to us. It's living and powerful. It's breathed out by God and can come into us and produce prosperity in the best sense of that word. Being spiritually prosperous and being successful. Jesus is the way. He knows your way. And if you don't know him tonight, would you just keep your head and heart bowed, cry out to him, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know this one who blesses and gives life and abundant life. I'm going to turn from the counsel of the wicked, the way of sinners, the seat of the scoffer. Maybe you would say, I am sorry that I embraced that counsel. I mocked you. I don't want to be deceived. You are not mocked. Forgive me, Lord. I don't want to sow to the things of the flesh anymore. I want to turn to you. I want to delight. I want to have life. Something like this. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross to take my punishment, to pay my ransom. I trust in you, your death on the cross, your resurrection from the dead. I want to follow you. I want to be a blessed person. And I want to also bless others. If you need to come back home tonight, the way home is simply 
Just come back to your Father and He'll receive you back. And for all of you precious saints, may you be blessed as you delight in the law of God. May He produce beautiful living water in your life, beautiful fruit that remains, that feeds others, and that glorifies Him. You've been listening to How Blessed, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 1. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can watch Pastor Michael's sermons and the full services with worship when you follow our YouTube channel. Michael Lance is the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California, and we'd love it if you would come join us for a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning service. But if you live outside of Southern California or you are unable to visit us, you can watch on the Living Truth Christian Fellowship YouTube channel. The best way to find the videos is visit walkintruth.com and click on YouTube. Again, visit walkintruth.com and click on YouTube. Hey, this Saturday, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, the church behind Walking Truth, will be having a women's Christmas dinner from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And you're invited. So join the ladies at Living Truth for a simple evening of fellowship and dinner celebrating Jesus because he came at just the right time. Enjoy a Mexican dinner outside Living Truth with heaters and twinkling lights. The price is $20 per person, so please register now on the Living Truth app or call 844 844- 48 Truth during normal business hours. That's 844-48-TRUTH. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your tax-deductible donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. So please consider becoming a monthly partner too. $10 a month is greatly needed. Visit walkintruth.com and click on donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 2 called, Why Are the Nations in an Uproar? I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.